Hi everybody, and you're listening to The Garbage Pod on the 27th of February 2012. You have no idea how much cabling and stuff is all over the place at the moment. I'm not actually recording this in the studio as we speak, I'm actually recording it in the bedroom. (laughs) I know, a strange place to record, but... um, I'm getting some interference from um, some electrical appliance in the studio at the moment and I'm not in the bedroom so I've moved everything into there to see um, if that makes any difference and indeed it has now um, I'm also recording the garbage pod on a new piece of kit Um, I'm using this little portable recorder which is um, unbelievably good for the price that I paid this thing is uh, smaller than a Mars bar and Yeah, it's it's really really tiny. I will put a photograph up of it so you can see, um, and I've put it up compared with the Tascam recorder, and there's another photograph of the recorder compared with a pound coin to show you the size of it. Um, I cannot remember the model number of this hang on let me see if it's written on the back it's a Sony ICD dash UX 512 and um, it's under 60 pounds it's about 55 pounds and it is a lot smaller than six, but I'm really shocked at the size of this. Um, it uses uh, internal memory, and you can put uh, micro SD cards into it as well. Um, I am using the SD card, uh, the micro SD card at the moment to record this. Um, I've got an eight gig. S micro SD card in there and the internal memory of two um, gigs now um, this is telling me at uh, 192k uh, on an mp3 I can get 91 hours uh, out of this um, which is quite impressive um, I don't know what the battery life is on it um, it says it's got a very long life on one battery and it has got one battery and it's got one triple A a 730 milliamp one at that uh, most of my triple A rechargeables are um, 830 milliamp and I've just ordered some 1100 milliamp so that will be great for this it will also be great for the little portable speakers that I've purchased at an unbelievable price as well um, I've made another recording about that so I won't go into that now 
Um, yeah, I've just been experimenting with the with the recorder, and um, very impressed. Um, and I um, can't wait to do some outside recording with it, which is what I bought it for, really. And uh, we shall see how that goes. Um, what else has been happening? lately not a great deal over the weekend apart from the garbage pod website is up and running now um thanks to james hart at uh, luton for um suggesting a couple of uh websites um developers that i could go to um which would be cheap and easy to set up in fact, the one I'm using, which is Weebly, is um, totally free. And um, unless you want to use their pro version, which has got extra things you can have on there, um, it's one of these drag and click build uh, websites, and uh, it's very, very good. Um, on the website at the moment is the main shows um, there's uh, a, a biog of Ding dong, another great idea from the people who bought you beer milkshakes there you go <laughs> um, a biog of the, of the guys that are involved with the garbage pod including one little character that uh, will be making an appearance in future episodes a guy called man in the can and um, if you have a look at the biog you will read a little bit about him on where um, you've also got uh, a blog on there which I've made a few entries on there I haven't done one for today so I'll have to do that um, there is a uh, email address set up for the garbage pod now and um, there's a, a quick um, button that you can click on the front page um, if you want to contact the garbage pod um, if you'd rather do it manually and, and just go into your um, normal um, email client then you can go to uh, garbagepod at virginmedia.com and um, I'm sure it will get there um, there's also links to the RSS feed uh, at the bottom of the front page and um, follow me on Twitter uh, link also um, there's two RSS feeds actually there's one for the actual main shows and one for the blog um, but that shouldn't be much of a problem because there's going to be some people that wouldn't want to read the blog entries but they are interested in the shows and possibly the other way around so that's fine with me um, yeah I've been playing around with that most of the weekend and uh, yeah hopefully it's 
going to be great. A man's a simpleton. Is it Mark Taylor? What a hug! Don't encourage him. Yes, Mark Taylor. Right, I've just uh, been reading a, an extract from uh, a real good group of guys at um, FrequencyCast.com and they uh, are a website and podcast dedicated to um, technology and television and that kind of stuff in the UK and um, this this is quite a worrying piece that they they uh, they put up on their site. It's all about Freeview and people that have Freeview. Uh, it says um, it seems that nine hundred thousand homes may need to get a special filter to be able to keep watching Freeview from two thousand and thirteen. Um, basically. This is due to a thing called Freeview Interference. Now, as you'll be aware, uh, the digital switchover uh, completes this year. And once it's over, the space that was used for some of the analogue TV services will be sold off to mobile operators. Um, And this is so that they can launch the UK's 4G mobile internet service this means that there will be um, new mobile phone base stations popping up around the UK that will be transmitting on frequencies that your TV aerial is optimised for Um, and that also means that people that are close to the the masts the transmitter masts um or houses with signal boosters fitted will be pulling in these unwanted 4G signals. Um, it's expected that these signals will overload the Freeview receivers, causing the picture to break up and be unwatchable, which is basically what my mum and dad had to deal with when digital first came into the UK. I don't know if you remember it, it was a thing called On Digital. And what they failed to tell you in the local um, Currys and uh, Dixons and Comet and such like, is that in certain areas, um, you it was basically unwatchable anyway. It was like watching a Roman mosaic most of the time. So they got their money back on that anyway. Um, Users with 4G mobile devices, such as the new smartphones and and tablets, um, will also be adding to the interference. So if you're getting a bad uh, TV signal next year uh, on your free view sets... (laughs) 
blame these people with iPhones, I say. Blame Apple. <laughs> um, is there a fix? Yes, there is. I've mentioned that this, about this filter. The government has just announced that all homes affected will be offered filters which connect between the TV aerial and the Freeview receiver. Um, to block signals from 4G transmitters. The proposed scheme to ensure that 900,000 homes can still get their free view is expected to cost £180 million to implement and will involve the following. Supplying self-installed filters to the infected affected homes, a help scheme for the over 75s and disabled for filters to be fitted an estimated 10,000 homes that can't be helped by a filter um, will have a satellite dish well that's no good if you're in an area where the reason why you've got an aerial up is because you can't have a satellite dish fitted there's some um, housing uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Housing associations and such like won't allow you to have a satellite dish put on the side of the house. Um, so that won't be any good for them. So that means they won't be able to be getting any television. Um, for an estimated 500 homes in rural areas that still can't get a signal, help for up to £10,000 will get fibre optic TV service installed. And where's all this money coming from? Aha, uh -huh, it just says underneath here. Paying the bill for the £180 million 4G filtering will be the responsibility of the companies that win the 4G count contracts in um, the 2013 Spectrum bidding which means the cost of using these services is going to be dramatically higher because you've got to be you've got to subsidize these people that can't get free view um, for those of you who don't know what 4g actually is um, it's a high-speed mobile internet access uh, for smartphones and mobile computers when it starts to roll out in 2013 speeds of up to 100 uh, millibytes per second will begin to become available offering an improvement on the 3G speeds mobile users get at the moment uh, according to Ed Vasey the minister in charge of UK media uh, next generation mobile services are essential, essential for economic growth and they will bring an estimated benefit of two to three billion pounds to the UK economy. It's going to be interesting, I think, when that comes in. Um, there's going to be a lot of problems, a lot of problems. And... Um, I can see the taxpayer having to bail everybody out again because the, the people who want these services are not going to want to pay over the odds because of other people who are not using it the people who 
have FreeViewer not wanting to spend out on these filters and whatnot because of um, the 4G users. Um, so the money will have to come from somewhere and it will come out of people's taxes. Or it will come out of the television license fees and all that kind of stuff. We shall see. Now, we've got an email from Mark Taylor and coming up to a little bit later on in the show about the Olympic Games. I've got to sort of uh, prepare myself because he wants to pick foul with me. <laughs> Mark Taylor. He says that I am an evil man for not liking the Olympics. Why? Hmm? Why? Your remarks about the Olympics, and Olympians in particular, made me a little disgruntled. Mark Taylor. Mark Taylor. There are things, however, that annoy me about the Olympics. Oh, well, that's an Olympic sport. That's an Olympic sport. That's an Olympic sport. But that isn't, and that isn't. Rolling cheeses down a hill, bog snorkelling... Darts, although, no, they are not allowed in. But only these things are allowed in. Let me answer that one then, Mark Taylor. When you talk about these athletes, remember, most of them are like you, following their ambition in life. This is the sporting equivalent of Elton John taking part in the Britain's Got Talent or X Factor. Well, I don't know. Elton John taking part in the X Factor he might get voted off, especially when he's blowing a candle in the wind. They would run around in woolly hats and scarves and, and bring him monkey boots. Mark Taylor. Burn it down, Mark. Go with a match tonight, a secretly, and burn that grammar school down. Right. According to the Sioux City Journal in America... A chicken nugget has just been sold on eBay for $350. That's £220. What's unusual about this uh, nugget, I hear you ask? Well, it was shaped like the face of George Washington. In profile, basically, just like you get on the um, the quarter coin, the twenty-five cent coin. Uh, yeah, rather odd-looking piece of. Um, can you call it meat? <laughs> rather suspect. Um, It was sold by a girl or a lady called Rebecca Spates. Um, doesn't actually say, I'm assuming she comes from Sioux City. Uh, let me have a look. Oh, she's from Dakota City. Uh, recalled that the first time she came across the chicken nugget, she was eating at a McDonald's restaurant with her children and she was about to throw away the leftover food. 
She said, I looked down at the nugget and started laughing as I saw this portrait of George Washington staring back at me. She stored the, f- the nugget in the freezer um, and was convinced to put it up on auction for charity for the Family Worship Centre in Sioux City. Uh, and this went on sale uh, on the 23rd of February and uh, the highest bid for it was $356 um, For some other news items, I'm actually going to move this microphone so it's nearer to where I am. A mother has bought her daughter a cosmetic surgery worth £8,000. Now guess how old this girl is. She's eight years old. Sarah Burge, who has spent £250,000 on over a 100 procedures for herself, claimed that Poppy her daughter, can redeem the vouchers when she turns 18 as a requested gift. I'm investing in my child's future. I'm giving Poppy the freedom to do what she wants. That's what Poppy wants for her birthday and I think she's beautiful and I don't think that um, anything needs to change. But the reality of life is people don't think they look fine as they are. I think that's rather sad. I really do. It is according to the Sunday Mirror, however, so it's probably a load of old boulder dash. Um, She also adds, it's empowering for her to be able to take the change of the way she wants to look. She'll be able to use the vouchers when she reaches 18, and I'm going to keep buying them for her for Christmas and birthdays until then. So she'll have about £120,000 worth. Now, by the time she's 18, that'll probably buy you... I don't know. Um, blemish removal or something. I mean, the way things are going. She says, People are just jealous of my success because I'm creative and fun. The plastic surgery sends them into a wild frenzy. I'm not jealous of someone who has loads and loads of um, plastic surgery. Uh, If you look at someone like uh, Katie Price or Jodie Marsh or someone like that, I'm not envious of them at all. (laughs) I mean, especially Jodie Marsh. She is a strange lady. (laughs) 
Oh, this this um, woman actually owns her own cosmetic surgery clinic, and she hosts Botox Botox parties. Wow. Now I thought this might be uh, an American lady, but she lives in St Neots in Cambridgeshire in the UK. Oh my God. And her daughter also works part-time as a model and takes part in an American beauty pageant. Now, why does that not surprise me? Well, where's um, Mark Taylor from? He's the the lovely chappy from Letchworth Garden City. Oh, that's right. He defined what a garden city was. Yes, as opposed exactly. to Welling Garden City, which everyone. Yeah, you'd think yeah. that Welling were Welling, but they're not Welling at they're all. They're not Welling at all. No, whereas oh. Lechworth, they're, they're, they get in the garden and they're leching everybody. Well, yeah, Wellings are just to boot. Yeah, yeah. We've come to the end of this episode of the Garbage Pod. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. And uh, I'll come back to you as soon as I can with a new episode. Um, In the meantime, I'm going to put some other bits and pieces up. Um, Just a little in-between bits and pieces. I'm not too sure what I'm going to call those yet. Um, I mean, other people have, have... got the similar kind of stuff like that it's, it's like uh, Richard Bobes has got his um, Naked Englishman Lloyd Bailey's got his recent ramblings I was thinking of using the term Mark's mutterings uh, I'm not sure <laughs> I will let you know in the meantime what I'm going to do with that um, I'm also going to be changing the people that provide the housing for my um, podcasts from Podomatic to a UK company called Jellycast and um, I will talk to you a bit more about that later on Um, but in the meantime I will bid you farewell and um, have a good time whatever you do see you later